0: Hey guys, and welcome to Q&A Session 29. This is a special Q&A session with trail runner Anna McKenna. This episode is brought to you by Pillar Performance. Leaders in sports micronutrition, Pillar Performance are changing the way micros are viewed when it comes to optimal performance. High strength and informed sport certified, Pillar's range supports optimal recovery, elevates energy, boosts immunity, and relieves inflammation. Head to pillarperformance.shop to learn more. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with Anna. How are you, Anna?
1: Yeah, good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm going really good. Are you uh, in a big training block at the moment or chilling out?
1: Um, I have just had a couple of weeks recovery, so I've had about two weeks of recovery, still running and and moving, but just pretty chilled um, after UTA 100. And now we're sort of stepping it up a little and about to step into another big training block heading into um, Tarawera in New Zealand.
0: And how far is that one? Another 100 Um, or?
1: Yeah, so it's going to be 100k again, Um, yeah, and it's a a really important race this one because it sort of sets you up for the season and lets you know where you'll be for the rest of the year. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping that this training block goes really well.
0: (laughs) That, the, the fact that you have a season of 100 kilometer races makes me feel <laughs> sick.
1: <laughs> like, I know, yeah.
0: <laughs> so UTA 100, that was in the end of October? And yes. Then, yeah, yeah. And then so how many 100K trail runs would you expect to do in a season?
1: Yeah, well, for example, like this season – um, I definitely don't try and do like all 100 kilometer races. I do. Yeah. Um, I went over to Europe and I did like a 56 kilometer race and a 44 kilometer trail race. Um, oh, so just so, small,
0: just tiny little ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, exactly. They took as long as a 100K race in Australia because of the terrain, but that's still okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So this, but this one, I, this season, well, coming into this new season, I really want to step it up to 100 miles. So, that wow. is the goal. So I'd uh, be doing 100K in February and then hopefully the plan is to do uh, a 100-mile race mid-year. Jeez. That, the whole... That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that... I, it blows my mind to be honest. We've, um, you know, Brett and I have talked a lot about. You know we've had questions about trail running and all this and that, and we have no idea about it. So we obviously wanted to bring someone on that can actually talk about it. Um, and you, I reckon we had probably the most questions ever when we put out the poll for the questions. We just so many people asking all these questions because yeah, everyone's really interested in it, um, and they're sick of Brett and I talk trying to act like we know anything about it.
1: I feel like when you put that out yesterday, I was like, it's gonna be so embarrassing. No one's gonna ask any questions. Don't worry, everyone like, thinks that. Yeah. I was like, can some, some I had to reach out to people and be like,
0: <laughs> can, can you please? You get us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be embarrassed.
1: <laughs> there like, no questions today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so Anna, how long have you been a trail runner for? Well, ultra trail runner for?
1: Yeah, so my I started ultra trail running. Um, to be honest, I didn't even know it was a thing until the start of last year. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so um, I wasn't expecting
0: I, that. I thought you were going to say I was doing hundred k's when I was like seven years old.
1: <laughs> I, I wish. I honestly <laughs> like I, some of the people I train with now are like twenty four, twenty five, and I was like, I wish I knew about trail running when I was like I had a bit more time up my sleeve. Um, but, yeah, no, last year, like, UTA 50 was my first ever trail race and my training for that started 12 weeks beforehand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's still, like, you know, I – So, when you
0: say you're training, is this, like, specific trail running training or no, yeah. your you're, you're actual – okay, yeah. So, you were so, a runner before that?
1: Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like I'd just go for a run, like 5K a few times a week. Uh, wow. It was very limited. Um, and then I met Gary, who's my coach now at Run Crew. Yeah,
0: and that's Gary Howard.
1: Yeah, Gary, Gary. Howard. Yeah. He's a legend. Friend Absolutely. of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get behind him, people. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. And, he, you know, when I met Gary, he called me. He was like, you're a plotter at the moment <laughs> and I was like yeah I, I am that's exactly what I am I'm a flutter and so he's like we're going to change that I think you need to enter into a race and so he's like encouraged me to do UTA 50. Okay, um, and so I was like, "Well, I don't even know what that is, but let's do it." And yeah,
0: when I heard UTA, when I saw UTA like coming, like it was all over Instagram and stuff. When you'd won, and um, even looking at like pillar performances, social media they were pumping it and stuff. And I thought UTA, I thought that was up there athletics, the store. And I was like, I didn't even know what, and I was like, U- UTA, and I was like, Oh no, hang on, Ultra Trail Australia, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shows how much I know.
1: That's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I was exactly like you. I didn't know anything before last year. So don't worry. I'm always here to make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so really the ultra trail running journey started last year.
0: Wow. That is insane. And you just haven't looked back? Just obsessed no. with it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely yeah and, you know I'm just constant like because I'm, I'm so new to the sport like I'm constantly learning constantly connecting with new people and making new friends and um but, you know so many more opportunities are arising now and and then at the end of this year well started uh, like mid this year I was like well let's go see what trail running is like over in Europe like yeah. you know so I've just become so curious about the sport and I just Love it, yeah. And I, I don't want to use the word obsessed, but yeah, there's definitely an obsession. For there. sure,
0: any athlete has has some sort of form of obsession with their sport; otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned you you're in over you're overseas this year. Where did you go and
1: race? Yeah, so I went over to I started over in France. So I flew into Nice, and then just behind Nice there's a place called. Um, Oh my god! I've just had a mind blank. <laughs> I'm just like, where did I go and run that race again? Um, Vars, sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: So Vars, France, and I did a mountain trail race there, and it was so good. I actually got COVID my first week in Europe, and oh, I was shit. racing the second week. Uh, but to be honest, the race went really well. I got second place. It was like my first um, first European trail race, and you know, I think we we ran forty-four kilometers. The elevation was like. 3500 and you also ran Whoa. up to like um th- like yeah ele- elevation gain was about 3000 as well so yeah it wow, was really that's almost
0: awesome. that's like that's like I was actually I was I did this like small little run um on the weekend and it was a little bit hilly and I looked at my elevation I'm not even going to tell you what it was because <laughs> I don't want people to laugh at me but I remember then doing the calculation in my head of how many times I'd have to do that to do that like everesting so, oh, for yeah. you, that'd be like that, it'd only be like two and a half times, right? It's like 3,000 meters. It's what is it, 8,000 or something? That's yeah. insane.
1: Yeah. So, it's because it's a uh,
0: challenge. People do that as a massive challenge, like on the bike, the Everest, yeah. Everest in challenge, where it sounds like you could just go do it on a <laughs> Thursday morning run.
1: <laughs> Sometimes uh, I think someone recently did like Everest up Heartbreak Hill in Sydney. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I'll be going to do that anytime soon. That's <laughs> for
0: <awful>. sure. <laughs> Um, so, Anna, obviously, you yeah, new pretty new to the sport and with everything that comes with that. Do you work?
1: Yeah, so I uh- that's a, I get asked this a lot. <laughs> I feel like I give the impression that I don't work, um, but I do have a job, guys. <laughs> um, so I actually have been working full time in the aviation industry. Okay. However, I did take three months off to go over to Europe. I had um, was lucky enough; I had enough to leave up my sleeve. But yeah, I have been working as an international flight attendant. Oh, there you go. Cool. However, uh, yeah, uh, which has been really cool. But actually, just as running gets more demanding. Um, it was proving to be a little bit challenging, so I've just literally finished up yesterday with flying, and I've started a new role. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, within um, working within an active like lifestyle brand.
0: Oh cool! Congratulations. I was yes. Yeah. I was going to say, with all the international flights I've done, the flight attendants look like they're on their feet for a long time. Yeah, you know, yes. you'd be you be. It's like you do a big <laughs> training day, and then you got to do a an overnight flight, standing, walking up on the aisle. It's <laughs> Not conducive <laughs> to performance.
1: No, you lose a night's sleep. Like I'd be like, oh, I'm going to Hawaii. And everyone's like, that's so good. <laughs> You're like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I lose a night's sleep. I lose a day of training. <laughs> when right. I land, I have to just go out straight away to get my training done. Like, yeah. I mean, it is beautiful, but it's tough.
0: Yeah. So, wow. Well,
1: I decided right. to
0: pass life now. <laughs> that's it.
1: Yeah. don't even know myself anymore. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Um, well, we, yeah, we had a, as I said, we had a bunch of listener questions. So I feel like I could just keep chatting with you and ask these and, and otherwise it takes the, uh, it means that people don't get their name read out. I sort of steal their questions. So we may as well just jump straight <laughs> into it. Um, so first up from Kels underscore sweat life, she asks, what's the percentage split of trail versus road in your training?
1: yeah that's a really good question um so I reckon probably you know in reality I'd love to say that like I do a lot of my stuff on the trail however uh living in Sydney it's not always the easiest um so I'd probably say it's pretty 50 50 at the moment yeah um so especially um like i don't have you been to Centennial Park
0: Sure have yeah uh, you yeah, know the, some, the, the those, there's the some fence. crazy there's some crazy trails around Centennial Park like <laughs> you, insane yeah
1: you know the one inside the white fence does that count as a trail yeah. <laughs>
0: you're asking me 100% I thought that was like that's the hardest the trails get
1: (laughs) yeah it's like there's a few rocks on there there's horses
0: sometimes you have to stop for
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so I do a lot of my training inside the white fence at Centennial okay
0: there you go (laughs) Um,
1: but I train with like a lot of marathon runners as well and and my training is uh, a little bit designed around marathon training. So
0: so they stick to the they stick to the road quite a they lot. They stick
1: to the roads, yeah. So I reckon it is 50-50. I definitely, on my long runs on the weekends, will definitely go out and, and find a trail in the Blue Mountains or wherever I am. Uh, but, yeah, predominantly 50-50. Yeah. That should be it,
0: yeah. yeah. What would you say, just like following up, on that, what would you say, like, what does a usual training week look like? I was going to ask, like, how how often are you doing speed stuff? Like, what's the distance speed split? But it's probably easy if you just tell me sort of Monday to, Monday to Sunday, if you just race through what a usual training week looks like.
1: Yeah. So, a uh, Monday will usually be an hour and a half run. Just, uh, Gary doesn't tell me, like, what pace to run at. He's always just like, go by how you feel. Yeah. Um, and then a Tuesday will be I'll meet up with Gary and the run crew team, and we'll do a speed session. So yesterday we did six times twelve hundreds with okay. three hundred drug in between.
0: I wasn't sure then if you were going to say speed session, and you're like, yeah, eight times five k or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not there yet. <laughs> I probably wouldn't show up for training. <laughs> um, and then today was an hour and a half uh, ch- uh, run again. And then Thursday is usually a two-hour run. Friday, at the moment, I have Fridays off, um, oh, wow. okay. which changes because my last block, I never had a day off. I'd yeah. always just train straight through. But I'm sure Gary, he said he's created a masterpiece for me. This, So <laughs> I'm just trusting Gary on this one. Uh, and then Saturday, will be back to speed. So Tuesdays and Saturdays are always speed work. Okay. Um, and Saturday is normally like a long-tempo run Yeah. with the crew. And then a Sunday, I have a four-hour training run, which I'll go out to the, <laughs> I'll go out to the Blue Mountains for that one for sure.
0: Wow, yeah, you're, you're gonna get pretty bored doing uh, four hours around Centennial Park, <laughs> whether it is on the inside trail or not.
1: Yeah, I struggle doing an hour around Centennial Park, so <laughs> usually I'm only in Centennial like Tuesday and Saturdays.
0: Insane, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, what catties are we talking a week, rough, like yeah. on average?
1: Yeah, Uh, so on average I try and – on average it will be between 150 to 180 kilometres a week. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I I love that. Like it works really well for my body. I haven't been injured. Um, Yeah, I know that doing high mileage isn't for everyone and I definitely – Get lectures from Gary to not get too carried away with worrying about how many kilometres I'm doing a week and just sticking to the program. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's good advice from a coach. I was—I'm actually probably surprised. That's less than I was expecting.
1: Based that's on, good. Yeah, based yeah. on the
0: amount, like obviously the racing you do. Yeah, um, I was—I didn't know if you were going to say two hundred to three hundred or something. Like, no, that's I'm, sort of what Brett Brett sits at around. One eighty, well, between say one sixty, getting in close to two hundred in a marathon block, but
1: yeah, definitely, and it does depend on the week as well, because like some weeks, like I'll have up to a six hour training run on a Sunday. Wow. Um. So yeah, but predominantly it'll be one one fifty to one eighty.
0: Yeah. 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 Cool. Insane. Um. Yeah. Anonymous question here: Where is the most interesting place you've ever raced?
1: Yeah, it would definitely obviously uh, be over in Doma de Sala in Italy, which is where I just recently went to the Skyrunning World Championships over there. Uh, so that was insane. It was so so beautiful over there. Uh, it's just, it is just. The elevation is ridiculous, so, like, I'm pretty sure I ran on a glacier. Um, wow. It was dark, though, so I couldn't be sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: well, you're racing in the night? Oh, you guys are psychos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like, and it, you'd be, like, freezing at the top of the mountain, and then you'd run down, and you'd be hot at the bottom. Uh, it's like, um,
0: Actually, Gold Coast Half Marathon, that starts, we have about 10 minutes in the dark, so, yeah, I feel like I we've, have, we've gone through, like, similar things. We similar have battles. so much in common. <laughs> So, what's the Sky Running World Champs?
1: Yeah. Um, so, the Sky Running World Champs, it's like a different federation to the Trail Running World Championships. Um and I think it happens, like, every two years. Uh, and uh, I was asking someone recently, I'm like, how do you describe, like, the difference between sky running and trail running? Um, but sky running is just, like, uh, someone was describing it. it's just got to be, like, really gnarly, like, okay. um, high, really specific high elevation. And yeah. you've got to be, like, you basically run at a high elevation for a longer period of time as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, just really, like sometimes I swear there's not even a path, like you're just not even sure where you're running. That um, there's, yes, just so steep coming. Yeah. I feel like in those kind of races, like the downhill is actually harder than the uphill.
0: Crazy. So it's Crazy. really
1: fun. I really yeah. encourage everyone to just, you know, give it a go. Uh,
0: to be honest, that sounds like this is coming from a Melbourne city boy who does not do any trail running, but it, the name sounds – way more fun so that, <laughs> the name is luring me in i'm like sky running world champs fuck yeah i'd do that that sounds so cool and then that it's like really oh, joel <laughs> you're running in a glacier at night and i'm like oh this is not what i expected
1: <laughs> that is literally my reaction when they were like do you yeah want to, like, sky I, running
0: sounds yeah, so cool <laughs> i was
1: like awesome must be like trail running
0: right <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. no <laughs> yeah, but it was a really
1: awesome experience
0: so yeah so that was your first time racing overseas
1: uh, yeah, so that's that was like the reason why I went overseas predominantly as well, and okay. I just and decided to make a,
0: yeah,
1: it, yeah. I just started, decided to make a bit of a like uh, uh, a training you know, exp- right? yeah, okay. a season or a training experience out of it um, yeah. because trail running is I feel it's a growing sport in Australia, but I feel like it's really big in Europe and America already. Um, so, I was just so curious to like, if everyone talks about how different the terrain is over there and how different the terrain is in America to how different it is here. Um. So, yeah, I was just really curious to see what it was like. And yeah, I mean, it's so different, but I still believe that you can train here for races over in America yeah. and,
0: and Europe. What would you say, If like, what was the biggest take-home learning experience that you had from that you know, the, time overseas? <laughs>
1: The biggest experience, honestly, was, like, fueling your body um, and understanding, like, training at high altitude and doing, like, the elevation game that I was getting in a week. Like, I just wasn't not fueling enough Uh at all. Um, And I definitely ended up uh, with a few consequences because of that. Um, So that was... Really, underst- like really understanding how much you actually need to be fueling your body. Like, yeah. you know, in you know, when I was over there, just I kind of kept brushing it off, and I just could not eat as much. Yeah, as I needed to. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't even coming close to it. So,
0: and you don't want to be brushing that off because it's like you brush that off and the injury comes straight back at you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, and even understanding that, like, I had a, I had a lot of issues with iron deficiency over there. Um, and so coming back and looking into it now, they talk about how like training at altitude also can affect your um iron as well, how uh-huh. deplete your iron. So like, I went over there not really knowing any of this, and then I've come back. Have I have with a whole new understanding of it? So, okay.
0: so you're working with a nutritionist or dietitian? Yeah, at the
1: moment? I am. I'm um, so I am working with uh, Pip Taylor. She works with Pillar Performance as well. So I'm uh, really lucky to have access to her, and, and we're working on a fueling plan, uh, like a nutrition plan now, uh, especially around. I wanted to focus on like fueling while traveling. Cause I felt like that was my biggest challenge. Yeah, uh, So that's something I'm working with her now. And also just like understanding like the supplements that I should be taking. Cause I, you know, it's like, honestly, prior to this, yeah, like I never supplemented with anything. Yeah. I was just always like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, you know, I just wasn't running the high mileage that I am now. And so I always got away with it. So now I just have to be so onto it. So Pip Taylor has helped me understand, like, the importance of taking the vitamin C, the importance of taking the magnesium, um, yeah. also a B-complex because I'm a plant-based athlete. Okay. So, we really focus on taking the plant, uh, the B complex from pillar performance and also calcium.
0: Yeah, super important stuff.
1: So, they're my four focuses. Yeah.
0: Well, if you ever need uh, any more uh, valuable information, you can. I'll send you a link to a really great podcast with uh, me sitting down with Pip, chatting to her about <laughs> the micronutrition. <laughs> we did a QA session with her a few months ago. And that was, again, look, all jokes aside, I. I was in a similar, and I think most athletes are in a similar boat. Like we don't, ha, unless you've gone to gone to uni and studied nutrition, um, yeah. We, we just take some of that stuff for granted, and it's like, oh shit, totally. like, do I need to be doing this? I need to be having this, and you know, with all that micronutrition stuff, I think most people, you know, you know, okay, I need to be eating carbs here, and I need to have protein as recovery. But there's this whole world of micronutrition where you're just like, oh shit, I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Pip's awesome. She's even asking like, we're literally starting from scratch, and she's like, "Okay, yeah. why are you a plant based athlete? Like, tell me what you eat during a week. Um, like, really making me question why some of my choices and why I'm doing this. Okay, uh, was just awesome. Like, in a really positive way.
0: Yeah. If so, you don't, yeah. if you don't question stuff, then it's yeah, it's too easy to go through the motions, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. So. Joe, so she's been awesome to work with, and and uh, yeah, whole whole lot of stuff happened over in Europe, which I'm sure we'll maybe answer along the way. But uh, yeah, iron deficiency was definitely the biggest challenge, and just feeling so fatigued, fatigued
0: all the time uh, yeah. because
1: of the iron. So, and it's yeah. really interesting because I was telling Pip like, oh, you know, I started almost feeling like heavy when I was over there, and she was just talking it really talking about how like, well, when you're not feel, feeling your body correctly, your body gets stressed and it starts like holding on to anything that you put into your body. Um, and so it would just be like, what's the word? When your body's like holding on to like liquids.
0: Yeah, or, um, um, bloated, but it's, yeah.
1: it's there's it's a, like, another
0: word for it, yeah.
1: There's a, yeah, there's a smart word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> yeah, just say bloated.
0: Word. You and I can just go so bloated. bloated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so yeah, that, hopefully that answered that question. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's really interesting. That's uh, yeah yeah I didn't, I, I didn't even know that. Um, yeah okay, we've got one from or well, two questions here from Maddie Roberts underscore try. These are we're now getting into some of the more specific. We had so many questions regarding your UTA 100 race because I think people were just as dumbfounded as me like whoa, how do you even like what how do you go about <laughs> this? So Maddie Roberts says what type of training slash recovery do you do in the week post the 100 kilometer race?
1: Yeah, so one thing that Gary and I definitely talk about is just keep, move, like, keep moving and just not just completely stop. So obviously you like can the move? day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a thing. That's I another surprise. That
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect I, that. I thought you were like uh, strapped into a hospital <laughs> bed on a drip. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Feels like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should be. <laughs> uh, no, so the day after, the day after, I'm pretty sure Gary, like he just um, programmed me like a 30 minute walk. Okay. And then I, so the, the race was on the Saturday, and then by the Friday, I was back running. Um, so by Friday, I was just doing like a 30 minute jog. Yeah. Um, and we, we, like you know this is just us that we believe that it helps with like injury prevention just like being able to keep moving that your body um and obviously just fueling is especially leading up to UTA 100 and after my experience at, at in Europe fueling was a really like big focus and just ensuring that um yeah I was doing like taking the the supplements that um I was required to take and, um, keeping my body moving using like, you know, the, the recovery boots. Like yep. as soon as I finished the race, I went home, put on my recovery boots and just like laid there all night. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So no bottle of wine, no <laughs> bottle of wine to celebrate.
1: <laughs> no, someone did text me though, being like, are you out? And I was like, no, I just, I just ran a hundred K. I know.
0: I was going to say like, that's why I know some of the stories, I haven't done a marathon before, but some of the stories are from the guys, like when they, when they, you know, run a really successful marathon and they're going out that night and they're just like, you know, have like two beers and then like falling asleep at the bar. and <laughs> yes. Like doing a 100K, oh, I cannot
1: yeah, imagine definitely. that. I didn't go out that night, guys. Um, <laughs> but, yes, I definitely just like I didn't work either. So I was had a really chilled week. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is just to, yeah, keep, keep active and keep moving during that week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, that's it definitely sounds like yeah you wouldn't want to seize up. Like if you just laid in bed for a week after, yeah I can imagine you would Yeah, you'd yeah. you'd do some sort of injury returning back running.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not, yeah, is it similar with like a half marathon? Like, do you
0: think <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, we go through the similar similar things, Anna. Really similar. Me and you in the same boat. My little, my cute little half marathon on the road and your 100k beating around the trails. Yeah, same thing.
1: We don't, need to, don't need to
0: explore that question any further.
1: We okay, go through I'll... the same stuff. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: <laughs> I'll um, take
1: your word for it. <laughs>
0: Uh, another yeah, the follow-up question from Maddie Roberts. Try um, she said, "Do you carb load before a 100-kilometer race, and you know what does your nutrition plan look like leading into the day?"
1: Yeah, to be honest, I don't really change much. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't say that I go out purposely carb loading. Um, I seek to like my how I eat during the week is pretty regular all the way up into the race. Yeah, uh, d- like I even the, like every, every morning I pretty much have porridge with um, a bit of peanut butter and some blueberries and that's what I have the morning before the race as well so nothing really changes too much I definitely will have something like um, pasta or well, I think the night before UTA I had like tofu and rice and some veggies um, so I'll definitely make sure I'm eating like a carb based yeah, meal but for you're sure. not
0: but you're not yeah it's not like you do <laughs> yeah because some of the like the, the carb loading that marathon Runners do. Um yeah. we had an, another QA session that we had. I love all this self-promotion I'm pumping out into this podcast. Love but. it. Great. Keep coming. <laughs> this uh we had it we had a um yeah, a marathon specific uh nutrition special with uh, Jess Rothwell. Um yeah. and yeah, like the carbo loading plan that she has people do and a lot of marathon athletes do is like insane. Like Brett <laughs> Brett who's racing for Marathon this weekend, he'll be starting that pretty soon. But the last few days he's been no carp. So you you yeah. take away all carbs from your diet so that then when you start the carbo-loading plan, it's like it works better. I, I don't really know.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's so, so I was expecting
0: you to come in and say like go one step Yeah, and you go, yeah, we start a month out. I'm having a kilo of rice. But <laughs> I'm no, going to this... have to ask Gary like,
1: mate, should we be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Gary would have listened to the, that episode. So tell him, yeah.
1: No, well, obviously, <laughs>
0: you're winning races without it. So
1: yeah, change. <laughs> Um, The other thing that I do purposely do is with – I use – I'm not sponsored by this brand whatsoever, but I do really like Precision Hydration. Um, And, um, yeah, like they do like a salt sachet, um, which I'll just – I'll have the night before. I'll put it in my water. And then the morning of I'll also do salt again in my water. Um, Yeah, that's just to stop like to help with any – like crap like I just Crabbing don't obviously stuff. don't want to cramp yeah. yeah so that's the focus and I'll also take that during my race too
0: okay yeah um question here from John Coleman what was your longest run in training before racing the 100k well
1: all right <laughs> well okay so it was meant to be six hours that was meant to be my longest run and
0: you got lost around Centennial Park <laughs> <It didn't happen. laughs> did eight eight hours
1: <laughs> yeah it went a little bit longer <laughs> no. so to be honest my lead up to eta 100 wasn't ideal um because i had come back from you so i came back from europe and my iron deficiency my ferritin levels were below five um so i had
0: I don't just, know what that I don't know how bad that is. It sounds that, yeah,
1: bad. It's not great. Like, okay. I think, yeah, it's definitely, I, I actually don't know what the average, I think it's meant to be between 20, but the range is so high. I think it's like 20 to 90 or something. Well, so Well,
0: 20 to 90, five doesn't sound too good, does it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: so five, let's just say like, yeah, you know. Pretty I, bad. I it wasn't great. So I, um... But folk, we had to like change Gary did we had a plan we had um Gary had done my program but coming back from Europe just because of my lack of energy we did change it um predominantly like uh, quite a bit um and so I actually didn't do I think my longest run leading into UT 100 was like two and a half hours really? which is wild and wow. so I wasn't going into the race with much confidence at all because I had always had such perfect lead up to every race and always was just like doing really high mileage and this time Gary was like forcing me to like slow down. We were like cutting back my mileage quite a lot. Um and we got to the run for six hours and Gary was like I don't want you running more than four hours. And okay. I think I ended up running for like three hours. Yeah
0: well, um, so well, sounds like Gary knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah you know what? he's
1: so he is honestly so good. Like I think um he has an interesting personality. Like he's awesome and people like either love him or hate him, but he is, he's so good as a coach and he just I completely trust him. Like he knows what he's doing. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm very lucky to have him in my corner and you know, he, he I didn't just come home. He was like, you're an idiot for over training over in Europe. Like, you know, he tells me how it is, which is awesome. Like I, any I mean,
0: good coach I, should. Yeah, want, yeah, absolutely.
1: You need to be told. And, um, yeah, so my training to UT 100 wasn't the, the greatest. And I definitely, the week before, the Tuesday before the race, I was still questioning whether I was going to run it or not. Wow. Um, yes.
0: <laughs> You've got to take <laughs> confidence, I suppose, with when you when you have a preparation like that um, and then perform the way you do, the, the yeah. way you did, sorry, then the next time you have a preparation a big race in the preparation isn't that good. You can look back and you go, ah, oh, well, I won UTA 100 <laughs> off it, so I can do anything.
1: hundred percent. And it's a really good reminder that, you know, not every lead up is going to be perfect for a race. And you just got to – if it wasn't – honestly, Gary was the one that was like – I finished my speed session on Tuesday and I was like, Gary, that was so bad. Like, I still don't think I'm ready. And he was like, you know what? You're ready. He's like, you're going to start. And if you get like 24K in – Um, which is the first checkpoint, he's like, then you can pull out if you're not feeling good. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, Gary knows that I'm not going to be able to pull out. He knows (laughs) that I can't do enough. (laughs) But I was like, I'll take. I'll take whatever. I'll take some peace in that. Yeah. Um, At least you know
0: it's a back. At least you know it's a backup plan in your arsenal that you're never ever going to take. But whatever. At least it's there.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And Gary does not like a DNF. Uh, So I'm like, if he's giving me the, you know, um, if he's giving me the option, he must really believe in me that, like, you know, (laughs) I can pull this off. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, if it wasn't for Gary, I probably wouldn't have even started UTA 100. Um, and obviously I'm so glad that I did, and it was such an amazing race because actually like i got to 40k and then all of a sudden i just started feeling really good and i was like okay <laughs> i can sorry.
0: do this." sorry i'm sorry for laughing it just said so funny i got to 40k and i feel good i'm so used to talking to marathon runners and they're like you know it's, it's no one no one gets to 40k and starts feeling good like that's just ridiculous
1: I know I feel like my whole base was backwards like the That's first crazy. 50k was very average and then the last 50k I was like, I feel amazing like let's do this. <laughs> um, so yeah um, it, it just was a really good reminder that For sure. even if you don't have the perfect lead up, you know you can still you can still go in there and be competitive
0: <laughs> or or win in your game. <laughs> yeah. um, a perfect follow-up question to that. how do you feel? For a one hundred kilometer race, so that's like race fueling.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so important, it's so important. Um. So, and that's one thing that I was really focusing on this race because I knew that my lead up wasn't amazing, so I couldn't afford to um, couldn't afford to not be on top of my nutrition during the race. So, I, as soon as like uh, the race starts, every twenty minutes, I'm taking a gel.
0: Yeah. Um. Every and, twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, every twenty minutes. How many
0: gels you got on you?
1: a lot <laughs> especially because this race was self-supported until 86k so I had to carry everything that I wanted to take oh. I had to basically carry um they did have water stations along the way Okay, when
0: you say a lot please what like how many gels have you got on you at the start line <laughs> I'm I just basically just one
1: walk like one big walking gel basically <laughs> after the race
0: I, I, I want to know number job. because I just find it so fun. like is it over 20 gels <laughs>
1: Oh uh, yeah, it'd be about twenty gels for sure. <sighs> and then, and then I gave Luke. He cruised, He always cruised me on my races, so he yeah. was at eighty six. So he gave me more gels at eighty six k. So <laughs>
0: here's another twenty, Anna. <laughs>
1: here's another I was like, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so I when I like so I'll take yeah tw- twenty minutes then uh on the, the 40 so another one and then on the hour I'll take a, a make sure that I'm having a salt tablet of some kind as well
0: yeah so no hard no solid foods just gels
1: yeah and no, I I just feel like gels and Tailwind I'm a big like I'm not sponsored by Tailwind but I like Tailwind you know okay. so I'm not trying to um Promote them in any way whatsoever. Uh, But I do use Tailwind during my races and I'll drink that on top of taking the. I'm looking at the
0: camera now. You've got a Tailwind tattoo on your (laughs) shot.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Okay. That's insane. Do you find, do you find like you feel sick after, Mm. like, because I know when I've had to, like, I take gels in my training, it makes me feel sick. And I'm, let's just say I'm not taking 20. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't blame you. If you can avoid it, <laughs> definitely avoid it. Um, yeah, so sometimes – I've had an experience in a 100K race where I got to like – I think I was about 80K and I was like gagging. I was like, I can't get another gel down me. So I did have to swap to like just pure Tailwind because yeah. um, I don't have any issues with like liquid um, – forms of gel like uh, forms of calories uh so yeah i just went straight on just purely um tailwind also like like coke is awesome at like 80 kilometers um and just watermelon as well watermelon is a win yeah really good so i love watermelon
0: um, now i'm actually interested in doing one if i can if i can eat watermelon (laughs) at the 86k mark i'm sold Get, you got to get, get to my,
1: the 86k mark to get the watermelon ooh, though. That's uh, the catch.
0: <laughs> that's a problem. Probably, let's be real, it's probably easier for me to just go to the supermarket and get a watermelon, right? <laughs> yeah, they're
1: pretty cheap at the moment. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> in my head, I forgot that I can actually just buy a watermelon. I thought, <laughs> yeah. shit, i got to get to 86k to enjoy my favorite fruit. <laughs> you should
1: just go and get a Coke with it and then you have the full experience. The full
0: experience and 20 gels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <sighs> I would, uh, you can skip that part. That's not the best part. (laughs) But I feel like the more I race, the the easier taking gels becomes as well. So because this race, I had no issues with just consuming gels the whole time.
0: Yeah. It's like training, your body's just getting more and more used to it.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, So yeah, no, it is (laughs) really, I can only imagine how many gels I'd have to have in a hundred miles. So we won't even go there.
0: (laughs) Another, yeah. Don't I'm gonna send out. you a photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be so funny. Please do actually send the jet, yeah, the like the um, flat lay pre race photo that everyone does. That's actually so funny. Thought you know when people like post before their marathon and it's like their flat lay and they have got their singlet um, and they've got their like four gels, they have got their shoes and socks. <laughs> yeah. You you have to like you have to like stand like fifty meters above the bed to get all the gels in the frame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the but bird's but eye view. <laughs> These photos go up every time before a race on Instagram. Yeah. so we've
0: we've got some pretty funny listeners that often will like l- listen to a joke and and make a meme or some sort of picture. So can some can some some listener put like two hundred gel Photoshop two hundred gels into a flat lay photo for us? That'll be hilarious.
1: That'd be awesome, and then I can just use that every time I'm about to race.
0: <laughs> I'm be like, this is basically reality. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> um, next question. Leo Shuflin asks, what shoes did you wear
1: in the UTA 100? Yeah. You know what? I decided what shoes to wear the night before UTA 100. Wow. Because um, they, obviously, there was a lot of issues with all the rain that we'd had in Australia, uh, in Sydney. So, they decided on the course, like, a week before the race. Um, so, I had, like, I had trail shoes and road shoes, but because um, I train up there a fair bit, so I was quite... Uh, I knew quite a lot of the trails that we'd be running on, and they were just mostly like fire trail. And everyone was like, Yeah, it's gonna be a fast course. There were still so many stairs in that course, so I feel like everyone got misled. <laughs> um, wow. but uh, yeah, so I decided to go a road, road shoes.
0: <laughs> I'm just so loving trail uh, fire trails. You go, Oh, fire trails, yeah, so it's gonna be a fast course. <laughs> yeah. like- For us, like racing on these like pristine cross-country courses, if someone said, oh, you know you have to go up a fire trail, we'd be like, what? (laughs) Whereas you know you're doing hardcore shit when a fire trail means fast course.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially in the Blue Mountains. Um, So I went with the on-running Cloud Monster shoes. Um, I honestly was just like, okay, what are the most comfortable road shoes that I have at the moment? and yeah. that and I just went with them and and they were awesome they they got very muddy by the end but they held out and they were super comfortable and I had no issues whatsoever.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, so
0: Sylvia.el uh, asks how do you stay so smiley for a 100k and what are you thinking about to be so outwardly positive. Now I when I read that I didn't had never met you before I hadn't been and now I know just being what, like on the doing this call now you are smiling a lot i like it would have been funny if she said what, what and then you just come on the call and you're just so serious not a single yeah. laugh no smile
1: <laughs> i know i wish i did now i wish yeah, I
0: that would have been funny be
1: serious enough to pull that one off <laughs> um yeah i get that a lot like someone calls me the smile assassin i was like oh my god i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing like um but i the uta 100 course particularly was awesome because like uh, it was an out and back course which originally everyone was sort of not happy about i think predominantly with like the you know with the facebook comments and stuff so but it was awesome because the whole time you just saw people yeah. and like everyone was cheering you on and like you know you would be like Just, you just got to talk to so many people while you're, I mean, I didn't have any in-depth conversations, obviously, (laughs) but like, you know, you got to say hi and like, wow, there's
0: Anna. Why are you smiling? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. How can you not (laughs) smile? (laughs) how can you not smile when you're like running past someone? Like try, and you know what, there, you can see that they're hurting. So if you just like try and give like this positive energy to them while you run past them, like maybe it will help them. And all the volunteers at the aid stations were so beautiful. They were so nice and, like, really tried to help as much as possible because it was, like, a self-supported race, which is not very common with trail running in Australia. Um, And so, yeah, I don't know. I just really – I think, you know, Gary always tells me to run with joy. That's, like, literally, like, before every race, he texts me and just does, like, run with joy. And so it's something, like, I always remember. And I always feel, like, when you smile, it just calms you down. Um, and just relaxes you. So, and yeah, I can't help ooh. it. Like when I see someone, I smile.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, it's a, it is a hard question. Like, cause if, if it's, if you had a real in-depth answer of that, of how you do it, then it's probably fake. Right? Yeah. I was it's just say, in it's your really nature. It's like in your nature. You're just like, it's me. Right.
1: Yeah. It's just like who I am. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just try and give out positive energy and, and I think you get it back as well. So yeah Um, definitely um and yeah yeah i don't know with 100k we like the whole staying positive um yeah i i just really enjoy running 100k like longer the better you just have time you have time on your side like i find running 50k too quick (laughs) 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 i can see your face
0: (laughs) oh it's so funny it's great it's awesome i love it um what so in the races? Can you listen to music? I was just thinking that I'm like, what could I do? I was thinking, geez, I'd have a lot of head noise going on for that amount yes. of time. And I listen I listen to music all the time running. Um, so yeah, yeah. Can, you, are you allowed? Because I can't in races. We're not allowed.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we definitely can. Um, and I when I'm racing like a hundred k race, I'll do fifty k with music and fifty k without music. Um, because it can be nice. Because like you're in obviously, you know we don't have, like, the crowds on the road like you do in a marathon. Yeah. So you're out in the, the tree, like, you know, amongst the forest or the trees um, or the bushland, wherever you are, in the mountains, and it's kind of nice. Like, it's pretty relaxing, like, when you're just out there. And it's uh, – yeah, it's important. I try not to listen to music the whole time. But, like, with UTA 100, I actually – which I never do but because I, I was actually a little bit nervous before this race because of my lead up I actually started with music in my ear just to try and like okay. chill out but then I was running with the other girl the, the girl who came second and I was like oh I probably look really rude so I took them out and had a bit of a chat to her while I was, when we were running along and um, got what to know that? her a little bit
0: what was the chat the chat's like oh you don't you don't look too good are you fresh, are you fresh? <laughs> did you not taper to this how come you're not moving that well out those hills <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember. Oh, I shouldn't say, but I remember like we we're running up the stairs, and then I must have I must have given the impression that I was like not in a good place or something, and maybe I wasn't smiling or well, I oh, don't yeah. know. I obviously <laughs> wasn't smiling at that point. And she's like, "All right, we'll have a good day. See ya." And like ran off. I was like, "Where do you Where do you think you're going?"
0: <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. I
1: was like, "I'm coming." Like where you're going, I'm going. That is
0: honestly, um, that's such a good um. Well, obviously, you ended up beating it, but that would be so so good to just turn to a competitor mid-race and go, anyway, see ya. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. I'm going to use that.
1: She actually is like the sweetest person ever, so she listens to this. (laughs) She's amazing. But, uh, yeah, I think she was being super polite, and I was like, oh, no, I'm I'm fine. Like, I'm good.
0: I suppose in a race that long, though, Pete, I'm sure you probably do... (laughs) Like, you have moments where, you know, you, you say second and third place, they might be feeling better than you and they might run away from you and then you oh. go back past them. You know, you're out there for so Definitely. long.
1: Oh, it's so interesting what can happen in a 100K race. Like, people, um, you think, yeah, I mean, I thought she was, you know, an amazing, like, I thought she was looking and feeling really good and then all of a sudden I look back and I was just by myself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and but like, it can change. Like, I... I got to 40k and I was feeling so average and then all of a sudden I started feeling really good and it's so amazing like how your body can just like adapt yeah, to the sure. situation really quickly um and it, yeah it even like so much changes in a race and if someone is ahead of you like you definitely just you wouldn't have the mindset of okay well they're done like they're gone because like people blow up all the time um, yeah, people underestimate how far 100 kilometers actually is. Sometimes um, it's yeah. just amazing. And and when like I do start feeling shit, like I just sorry I shouldn't swear, uh, but, uh, yeah, you but should, I you really
0: shouldn't swear because <laughs> I I've not sworn once ever in any podcast I've ever done. So please keep oh swearing God, to I'm a minimum. So
1: sorry. <laughs> how dare you come on
0: start. my podcast and start swearing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just edit that bit out. <laughs> oh,
0: we'll cut, we'll cut it. May as well cut the whole episode now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah, when you do start feeling um, rubbish, like you just need to remember, like you just remind yourself, like just give me some time and you'll come out the other end and it's so amazing when you do.
0: For sure. Yeah, I, would t- I was going to say, we s- like in marathon people talk about how if you're feeling bad at say 30, 36K, the wheels can come off those last... 6k and you can lose like so much time and as I imagine you could be feeling good up until 80k
1: yeah
0: if you if if the wheels fall off in that last 20k and you'll run out of energy then you you're done for right
1: 100 what are you
0: going to do walk the last 20k people are going to catch up and and pass (laughs) you yeah
1: definitely so I mean anything is possible in a 100k race like you never go into a 100k race comfort like being like yeah
0: yeah it's gonna be crazy,
1: yeah, absolutely you just you go in like completely not knowing what's gonna happen.
0: I'm just thinking now that the hundred mile like imagine that you go, oh yeah, I felt really good for the first one hundred and thirty k, and then the wheels yeah. came off,
1: yeah, absolutely, and you're out there, like one of the races I want to do is over in California, so you're out there for about like eighteen hours, <sighs> it's wild like. Yeah, and I don't know what it will be like trying to stay positive for that long, but uh, yeah, I can imagine it'll take some take some work.
0: Yeah, we'll do. I'll do an interview with you straight after you finish that, and I'll see how much you're smiling.
1: <laughs> I'll be like, I'm, I'm not running ever again. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Danielle underscore McKnight asks, at what kilometer in a 100 kilometer do you question your life choices?
1: Danielle. Um, Danielle has come to a few of my races (laughs) and um, she, yeah, she...
0: So she should know the answer then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. Um, Usually it is around, it's either 80 kilometres. Something always happens at 80 kilometres. I don't know whether it's you can't get your nutrition in or you, you start having a little bit of a low moment. It'll be 80K or 50K because you're like 50K, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually only halfway through. Like uh, I still wow. have another half of this race to go. Um, but um yeah, or otherwise it's like the 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 one the hour after you've finished where you just like feel horrendous. Yeah. yeah. And you can't walk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I hope that answers your question, Danny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question from underscore Gus Mull. Favorite hard session question mark
1: (laughs) um okay a favorite session uh yeah we do a session um hilly tempo yeah and i like run it with all the very quick marathon runners and it is so like it's just like you know um like i think they call it like the cat's ear at centennial park um you like go up that yeah it's just it's like yeah, it's it's hilly for Centennial Park. Yeah, I was going so thats it's, what I was thinking. I'm
0: like, <laughs> uh, I thought you were tough this whole uh, episode, and now you're talking about hilly, hilly <laughs> Centennial <laughs> Park runs, and you've just lost it.
1: I know, uh, I've completely just gone down a yeah. few notches. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing it, you know, like obviously you're running fast hard, pace. yeah, yeah, for sure. and like the girls, are, the you know one really good thing about running with the Run Crew squad is they have a really awesome group of girls to run with who are really strong. Yeah. And also marathon runners. Uh, so, yeah, they really dragged me along that session for sure. Yeah. Um, so, that would, yeah, I always dread a hilly tempo. I dread it. I don't know why. I should be good at it. But when you add like that speed. What's the inter- speed
0: thing, right? You just, yeah, you can't be good at everything. I'm glad we found <laughs> you. We found you, Kryptonite.
1: <laughs> Everyone's found my weakness now. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Matt underscore G, what's your number one recovery tip when logging big run weeks?
1: Yeah, honestly, right now, I'm focusing on, like, nutrition. So, um, as soon as, like, within 30 minutes, I'll be taking the triple magnesium from Pillar Performance uh, straight away. Yeah. Uh, That is, like, my go-to. It's so good. And then... um, Tastes bloody good, too. Yeah, it tastes so... I think they've got two flavors now as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. I definitely will go to that. And also... um, just, yeah, fueling, like just ensuring that, you you know, you're actually eating the right food and enough of it as well because it's so easy just to finish, finish a session and grab a coffee. Like everyone goes, grabs a coffee, and then like you end off. up like just chatting there for ages and you haven't fueled or done anything after your recovery, after your session. So, um, yeah, as, like I just try and get straight on to like within 30 minutes, have my magnesium, have something to eat, um, and then relax, than, you know, get on with your day after that.
0: I find that coffee, yeah, I can't have coffee straight after training because then it shuts my stomach up anyway because I oh. get that caffeine. Caffeine will, like, close my stomach. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, I just can't. I don't get hungry. If- when I have caffeine so yeah
1: and it's hard because sometimes when you finish a session you're not hungry no at all either like you don't want to like the last thing you want to be doing is thinking about like food and like okay what are you gonna eat but yeah that's something that I'm working on and focusing on with my recovery at the moment because yeah I've learned the hard way it's important
0: uh second last question well the last listener question because the last question's from me Um, Jay Stanagram asks, why are trail runners so much tougher than road runners?
1: (laughs) I feel like I have to be really careful how I answer this question. Yeah, you do. We've got a lot of of (laughs) roads.
0: They're they're sharpening the pitchforks as you prepare this answer.
1: (laughs) How much hate am I going to get on Instagram? (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I think... No, like, honestly, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer this question. Um,
0: <laughs> it's one of those questions that's more funnier to ask it, right? And then yeah, it's like, oh, it's can, can we just have a laugh at it? We can I'm just so laugh sad. at asking it,
1: yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys are all enjoying this. <laughs> this one is for the listeners.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, look, I think if I was going to answer it, ultra runners maybe a little bit tougher <laughs> Yeah. just because the endurance like just sure. they're able to just go a little bit longer but well, that's um great. we
0: when when brett and i got asked about the um we had a like sort of similar questions and we sort of were taking the piss out of trail runners against road runners yeah but but what we did say is that ultra trail runners that's a whole nother ball game so we're talking like if yeah. you're doing like 12k 16k trail <laughs> runs we're like well pretty much any of the good track and road runners will be a trail runner in like those things. Those, yeah. Unless it's like some cr- sure. crazy terrain, but it's just like, well, yeah, it's, it's not that different. But when you're going into the ultra – Territory—that's a whole different ball game,
1: definitely. And you know what, Gary and I have—we actually have these conversations more often than not. Like, because he obviously really—you know—he loves road running and he loves marathons, uh, and so he's always like, "Oh, I, would lo- I reckon if this person came into the trail and did like this trail race, they would yeah. win. But I think another thing when I do, like, when I do get marathon runners come into the trail, um, come for a trail run and stuff, they, cause I think, because you guys are so used to training on like really flat and fast, that when you do come into like something like like the Blue Mountains, um, obviously I'm not speaking for everyone, but like the, you know, your, like the hills and like running down those hills yeah. and stuff can really like end up having to like walk funny for the next couple of days.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, well, definitely Brett and I have said we have to go do a trail run um, to actually prove what we've been saying. So we might yeah. you know, imagine that we'll go there, we'll go do some like half marathon trail run and come like 15th and 16th <laughs> and just be like, okay, we are so sorry.
1: <laughs> I would love that. You guys should definitely look. You should definitely do it. Well, one uh, day. Yeah, let me know when it's happening, though.
0: I want to be there. Yeah. So the very last question I just had, based on that, pretty much that discussion. Then, what time do you reckon you could do for a fast marathon? Say, if you you put the trail stuff on the back burner um, and you spent, say, six months, you know. <laughs> Doing well, or so, yeah, th- three to six months preparing for a fast marathon, yeah, in Berlin or something like that. What time do you reckon you could run?
1: So I train with a lot of, like, uh, the marathon girls. And so I always, like, kind of think, okay, and, I, you know, like we all run together at training. So I feel like they are running, um, some of the girls that I run beside are running, like, 240 marathons. So yeah. I would like to think that I could do, like, a 240, 245 marathon if, like, I was, like, you know, put yeah, six trained. months of training in and yeah. actually concentrated on speed. Yeah. yeah. That would be, like, I'd be stoked with that.
0: Well. I know that's now, not elite. Uh, now, now you've cut ca- <laughs> Now you've come and claimed uh, claimed that you have to put into practice.
1: <laughs> we're all about we're
0: all about putting our claims into practice on this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was meant to do gold coast marathon actually, and okay. um, but then I I yeah I ended up getting sick that week, and so I pulled out like the yeah. last minute. Um, so maybe next year.
0: There you go. I'll do
1: the gold coast marathon, and you guys can choose a trail race. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Deal. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Anna. Um, Been an absolute pleasure. I found it super interesting and I'm sure all the listeners have too. Um, Just a reminder that Pillar Performance are running a sale on the Triple Magnesium. It's an in-store sale only. um, So you can get 25% off that Pillar Performance Triple Magnesium powder in-store until 14th of December. So thank you very much, Anna.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Good luck for the upcoming race.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'll I'll, uh, need that. So appreciate it.
0: Awesome. See you later.
1: Bye.